you're going to have less returns. You're going to have a better understanding of your inventory, which is huge because right now everybody is trying to keep the lowest amount of inventory while also meeting the highest amount of demands. And those two things are very hard to do, right? Those are hard buckets to maintain. Welcome to a new episode of B2B e-commerce integrated. My name is Arno. I'm the chief product officer here at Sana Commerce. And at Sana Commerce, we believe that by using ERP integration, B2B companies are more successful than B2B companies that are using mainstream e-commerce solutions. So you do not have to replicate the data and logic around complex pricing, stock orders, quotes in multiple systems. And there's no need to maintain the data and logic in the various systems. And more importantly, less prone to error by making ERP and commerce work as one. This results in better relationships with your B2B buyers and more commercial success. So in this podcast, I'm interviewing the most important people in B2B e-commerce, our IT folks. And before we jump into the interview, if you enjoyed listening this podcast series, please leave a review or rating on Spotify or on YouTube or on the different channels or Apple Music that you're listening to. So you will help your peers to find the content better and easier. So today I have with me Jeremy, which previously held position at Southwest Automated Security, one of our SANA customers. And uh, yeah, welcome, Jeremy. Arno, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, sir. Awesome. Really happy to have you in the show today. So Jeremy, can you please explain to our listeners more about your background? Early in my career, I started out when IT was really just coming to the forefront. Uh, I grew up in the late 90s, and my career really started in the early 2000s, back when there, you know, people I don't think remember when there weren't smartphones and things still had to be automated, and you had to go through ring distribution groups in a phone system to automate anything. And so that's really where I started. It was in automation, both residential and commercial, through that. I was very interested in all things IT, but IT in general, self-taught through multiple programming languages, early Java, Python, you know, obviously HTML, HTML5, and you know, several others, SQL, when you get into what we were doing with some of the B2B early on, was all still done in SQL. So found myself at a wholesale distributor for access control gate operators and CCTV, so all things electronics in the security world. And that's when I started at Southwest Automated Security. Exactly, and if I'm, I'm not mistaken, you started actually more in a sales position, right? That was my original goal and role, was to bring on additional sales for a very small portion of their business at the time, and that was cameras and CCTV. However, they didn't have a lot of ground work laid yet. And so therefore I had to find some additional things to keep me busy. I did a little bit of just white hat hacking, if you will, but just low level penetration into their system to say, Hey, here's the things I can help you with. You're outsourcing your IT right now. The guy is a really great guy, but he's doing 15 minutes worth of work every single week and you're paying him a salary. So can we get rid of that salary? Allow me to come in and upgrade your systems. Here's the things I think we could implement as you're experiencing this exponential growth. And Southwest Automated Security is a phenomenal company 
that is trying to take that top spot in the security industry. And for all intents and purposes, they should have it someday, especially, you know, partnering, we'll get to this, I'm sure, but partnering with a company like Sauna. But so, you know, they kind of morphed my position at that point. I was still helping with the CCTV, but also really integral in how they were rolling out new locations, but also upgrading their IT, getting servers instead of being on-site into off-site locations where we had more reliable redundancy, more reliable uptime. You know, if a local storm affected where the servers were currently when they were on site, shut down, all, you know, at the time, five locations. But since 2012, they've grown to 19, I want to say, locations. So, yeah, they've seen some significant and healthy growth. I was wondering, so why actually sales position? But I can kind of understand that because it was a sales position in a technology firm, right? You're selling, let's say, highly technical equipment. So yeah, mostly we will talk about today Southwest Automated Security, although you're currently making next step in your career, moving to another company, but also as an IT leader. So that's awesome. And maybe bring that one on Sana as well. We will we'll never know. But if we talk about Southwest, yeah, maybe you can explain a little bit more about what, what you were selling there, what you guys were doing. Yeah, so Southwest Automated Security, again, is one of the top two names to go to when you talk gate operators, access control, and closed-circuit television systems, and then all the accessories that go with them. I want to say that at the time of my departure, they had over 19,000 active singular SKUs within the database. And so it was a lot to wrangle in a lot to keep up with and in the changing economies that we've seen just in the past two years with price increases and all the other things we were implementing systems to get those online as fast as possible so that our customers had the most accurate pricing but then also to give them a portal into their unique pricing and again for what they sell as kind of a middleman in the wholesale distribution market they have to have physical locations so they have 19 locations spread across the us that are brick and mortar each location to its own degree has a unique customer base to that effect what we might be selling in dallas they may not be selling in las vegas and same goes for florida versus north carolina versus chicago and why is that? Is that because maybe because of, you know, that the locations are maybe environmentally different, let's say in the climate. I can imagine that if you have maybe a CCTV camera works in an area where it's uh, minus 20 versus plus 40 or something. Well, yeah, sure. So, you know, you've got locations like Chicago, Illinois, and that, that market where, you know, you can have just freakishly cold weather and some of the product you know, maybe on the residential side isn't meant to hit those levels and still be functional, right? Though they may be able to weather the storm, you have to prop your gate open or whatever the case may be until they pass. Southwest Automated Security offers the full line, any ruggedized equipment that you might need, be it for cold temperatures, extreme temperatures. Florida, you know, with the type of seasons they, well, the season, I should say, that they get is relatively warm or hot. But it's also got a mix of salt in the air across the entire state. So different product, different locations. Exactly. And then pricing, different customer base, different assortments. These are already three ingredients that can make B2B e-commerce or if you're moving from, you know, selling physically to online, more complex, right? Well, especially if you're trying to do it by yourself, right? You know your customers and, you know, Southwest Automated Security, I want to say, has a active customer base of. 8,500 to 10,000 customers. 
when you have that active of a customer base, you have to basically build a site like Amazon where it's one size fits all. One price is what you're going to get. But in a custom market like what Southwest Automated has got, you often have agreements with your partners, right? Your other business level partners, and they may be getting unique set of pricing based on their volume or based on the agreement that they may have made with the manufacturer. And so therefore you have to be very flexible and to try and be flexible building your own product is next to impossible, especially when you talk about integrating it into your ERP, such as what works with Sauna. Yeah, because you tried that way, right? So what was the story or what were the first steps going online? I think there was a need or something that's said, or you, you had a vision to say, hey, we need to start selling online. Can you maybe elaborate a little bit on that? Any company out there that has a list of SKUs is going to need to have an online presence. Now, luckily and unluckily, that market that Southwest Automated Security is in, though it is a technical market, tends to lag. I mean, you can think about it kind of like logistics. Logistic companies still do a lot of analog things, but quickly, you know, a company like Southwest Automated Though it is a large company, it's still a very flexible company and it has the ability to move quickly. So when we started talking about an online presence, we spoke with several people before we really landed on Sonic Commerce to try and figure out what was going to be the best fit for not just our customers, but also internally. How could we utilize this internally as a tool for our inside sales team, which, you know, a lot of are in their early career, right? This may be their first real job sitting behind a desk. And so we needed something that really worked well on all fronts, not just one or, you know, it had to work across all of them. Yeah, understood. And then, yeah, you were you were selecting maybe different vendors or so, or you were maybe trying also something to build yourself, right? I think you mentioned that a little bit. Well, so we did. I mean, you know, our website was based on WordPress. And so... We added images, we added PDFs, it got really bogged down, it was not super clean, and we weren't able to really put pricing on there because the reality is in this climate and anyone in any industry has got to be feeling the same pressure. You know, we had hundreds, if not thousands of vendors, truly thousands of vendors, but hundreds that we were working with on an almost day-to-day basis And monthly, we'd have to change 20% of the pricing on all of our SKUs. Well, how do you do that on the ERP and then match it on the website, but then also make sure that the products that are no longer being manufactured or now under a different SKU or model number? If you make that on the ERP, but you don't make that on the website or vice versa, your customers are going to be confused and your internal staff is going to be confused. And so you You know, it was such a burdensome task to try and keep every area up to date in the same methodology that essentially you were hiring a whole nother group of people to do what should be done by really one person or at least oversaw by one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it can get really complex and a lot of data management. If you need to do that manually or need to keep that sync into uh, in between different systems. So then finally, yeah, how did you actually arrive at Sana? Yeah, so, you know, I don't know how much you want me to say about the other companies, but they were great companies. You know, one of the companies that we got really quite into the process with was True Commerce. And they definitely have a target audience. But when you're talking about 
integrating with your ERP, getting the pricing, the SKUs, and everything to synchronize in that one environment, Sana was the only company that we could find that met all of those demands. And again, I do believe, you know, there are places for companies like True Commerce, but when you're really trying to get a website designed and built based on the information that you've already collected over how many years, right? So our environment, Microsoft Dynamics Business Central, you know, it was in its sixth life, I guess. You know, we started in 2008 with Microsoft Dynamics Nav, moved to 2013, then 2013 R2, and then 2018, doesn't really matter. We went through all these different cycles and in doing so found that we didn't want to duplicate all of that information again, even though there are tools to export all of that out. But then you have to have that same methodology as you're updating a site like True Commerce's. And that's exactly what we would have had to have done, kept two separate records for all of this information. And it was just hard to fathom that that would be the right fit for us. So why is, let's say, exporting the data, because that every tool can do that, right? Or everybody's more or less with a little bit of IT knowledge is able to do so. Why is that still, let's say, on a day-to-day basis, not practical? What's your experience there? Well, there's a lot of reasons. Dynamics or uh, Business Central, let me call it that from here on forward, Business Central does utilize new tools so that as you're exporting data, it doesn't shut down all of your users, but it does still slow it down. Furthermore, it is possible that some of the information is corrupt during the export. Now, that's pretty rare, but it does happen. For that, past that, you also have to have people monitoring that every single day and or building their own tools to do all of this, right? Okay, so you set up your Power BI or whatever tool you want to use to auto-export or to pull the information that's automatically exported out of Business Central every day to filter that information down to whatever hierarchical level you have and then to port it towards your website. And that just doesn't, to me, that doesn't make any sense. Because again, if it's missed, it's overlooked. Five minutes can make the difference in a sell, especially if on the website it says that that product is $2,100, but we know for a fact that it's actually $4,200, right? It's seen 100% price increase because of whatever metals are involved in it. But your customer saw that online. Right. So now how do you backpedal when they've already hit add to cart 10 of those or whatever the case may be? And now you've got to have a very hard discussion with them saying, no, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, Mr. Customer, this isn't the reality. And those errors can cost you a lot. And just the relationship value that you have with each one of your business partners, essentially. Yeah, no, no. Understood. And then actually, finally, you, you end up with Sana. And it seems that that worked well. But which steps did you take from your side in the implementation process? Or and let's zoom in on that process a bit from how, how to get a store online. How was the journey? Was it easy? Was it Does it have its ups and downs? Just to share some of your insights. Yeah, and let me just start this way. Your internal people are phenomenal. From the sales people actually understanding what we were talking about, the requests, utilizing the language that I'm not the one making all of the decisions at the end of the day, right? So we've got our COO, CFO, C, you know, CEO, they're going to have to make the call as to whether or not this makes the cut. And so to be able to put that in a language that they also understand was very helpful and essential to us moving so quickly forward with your product. So big high five to your team because they really are phenomenal. Thanks for the kudos. That is always nice. And 
not doesn't matter for Sana, but I think in general, uh, we are helping IT leaders like you, but there are a bunch out there. If you need to convince your business people or your salespeople that there is a better world, then we know how to speak that language of the other personas that are also involved and help their life. Yeah, it's just bringing it into the layman. Yeah, so if it's the marketing manager or the CEO or the COO of the salespeople, yeah, for everybody, there are huge benefits, I think, if you solve it in a different way. You nailed it too with the marketing, right? So marketing is going to have to be a vital part of this as you as you go to launch the site. But regardless, one of our biggest steps was making sure that we took Business Central or took Dynamics Nav and migrated to Business Central prior to the process, right? Because we didn't want to be duplicating anything potentially. So we had an earmarked date to get that going. We hit that date by the skin of our teeth, but we were able to hit that date. And then really at that point, it was sandboxing Sonic Commerce with our ERP. And as soon as we did that, we realized it's not Sana that has the issue right now. It is our data and our data needed to be cleaned. You know, we found quite a few, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but we found quite a few duplicated parts, right? One part might have a space where a dash is necessary, but they've added both of those, the one with the dash and now one with the space and hasn't been caught until we're now going in to clean up our ERP. And that becomes top headroom heavy. And so we realized early on, you know, we're going to need better descriptions for each one of our item SKUs. The sandbox helped us really navigate our dysfunction internally. And I hate to call it dysfunction, but you know, when you have an amalgam of 12, 14 years plus of data that has to be scraped and gone through, it's quite the process. You know, for anybody out there that goes through something very similar, we used a company, Fiverr, and used some contract labor, which was very inexpensive overall, to go out and help us scrape that information. So we would give them a list of manufacturers, a list of SKUs. Now, that's an awesome tip. Maybe pause there because I think you're sharing very valuable thoughts in that sense is that, yeah, just not really about the technology. I was inspired by some articles that I spoke to recently from another company. They say, yeah, it's actually never the technology, right? But Sana puts the issues that are there in your system or your process, it, it brings it up to the surface and you need to get it done to make it function. But that is actually for the good cause because you're, you know, you're getting to the root cause of why things are not probably moving that well or and most of the time that these are data issues in your backend systems that can be duplication but that's logical right it's 14 years or 20 years or eight years or five years of i always say living in a house you know you need to time to time you need to clean it up to refurnish parts of it and that's part of the process and i think for you guys it was still pretty okay -ish. And you could handle it. So, and also from Sana, we supply tooling, right? And we have we have a vision there to help our customers to explore these things, to by automation also fix things. But also, another thing you mentioned is that you can, yeah, for example, for a short period of time, hire some contract labor via, you know, there are these marketplaces. There are ways to help you, uh, but not even a huge investment, right? To make the world or make your ERP a better place to be in or manage the data. And I think a lot of IT people or you know, product managers or marketing people that are responsible for, let's say, product catalog or all the data that is needed for e-commerce systems or whatsoever. Yeah, they could definitely look into that. So Fiber was the company, right? Fiber. Fiber. Yeah. 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 So, and, and, you know, one of the things that we found while going through that process is Dynamics or, excuse me, Business Central, you know, you pay for each seat every time someone logs in within your company. And we have 
virtually 100 plus at Southwest Automated internal and external salespeople that are logging in, plus accounting, plus all of these other folks. What we were able to determine is that by getting Sonic Commerce live with the database, we were able to contractually lower the amount of seats within Business Central and utilize the front end being our website and have our internal sales staff start creating quotes there and sales orders there. They're able to see live stock updates based on which buckets we had set up and then convert quotes to orders, help people find, because in your ERP, you are limited to character length, you are limited to depth of information to some degree, but on your website, you can bring in all of the bullet points. Yeah, and let's be honest, most of the ERP systems, although Business Central is, I think, doing a better job than before in terms of usability, is also nicer to be on a web front end, which is responsive, you know, can be used on any device, etc. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, with that, now some of our junior staff or some of their junior staff are able to go in and see in real time the same descriptions that their customers are looking at. And the search functionality is phenomenal. I mean, there are just so many things that make it usable, not just for your business partners, who you're selling to, but also for your internal staff as they're trying to help. Awesome, awesome. Let's maybe dive into this a little bit deeper. So you mentioned an important topic when I asked. So you say, okay, they can use it. So they save time there, right? So how can they utilize the time that they are gaining? What what can they do more? The hope is that they're making more outbound calls than taking inbound calls, right? You know, now your customers have some autonomy in building their own systems, which for the most part, the good customers want to do anyways. They already know exactly what they want. And Sana allows you to save certain benchmarks or certain jobs, if you will. You know, we do this type of job, this type of job, this type of job. And in each one of those, you're able to keep the same amount or the same type of product and just add or delete as you need. And so, you know, that tool for the majority of our customers is a phenomenal tool. Reordering. Yeah, reordering. So at that point, now you've got an inside sales staff that is actually doing sales. They're not just waiting for the phone call to ring. They're making those outbound calls. The outside sales guys are the most excited about it. As far as I could tell, they understood the reality is I'm taking a call because this is my customer and it is my duty, but he's making the same order he has made 50 times. And now I've got to pull over to the side of the road, type it in and keep moving. When now that customer, what they really do want anyways, they've already got somebody staffed in their office for the most part to place those orders. So now they can just go online, hit copy and paste essentially, and they're good to go. And so now the sales guys who live off of commission are really out there blowing the doors off of places. I mean, if you have any really good salespeople, they want that commission more than they need that base, right? They're really looking to do something big. Understood, understood. So let's move back a little bit on the implementation. So in general, how much time was the total implementation process of the B2B webshop from your perspective? Also to give a realistic view for the listeners, because sometimes they say, yeah, it it differs, right? It's going to absolutely differ. So again, we had 19,000 plus products that were active. We had 22,000 products, I want to say, total. Now, obviously, they weren't all active, but they still have to be in there. Somebody might be looking for a manual or a warranty or whatever the case may be. And so you have to keep all of those products still active in that sense. Now, the cleanup is by far 
going to be to the unique company implementing Wasana. Depending on how clean you've kept your database, will depend on how fast you can implement Sana. Now, our original goal was, I think, 4,000 products to be online within 90 days. We were able to get some 5,400 products online. And, you know, we just ran some quick diagnostics within the system that said any product that has been quoted five or more times in the past 16 months or sold five or more times in the past 16 months, those are the products we're going to put at the forefront. And that brought us to just under 6,000 products. And again, that was, that was a 90-day process. Oh, wow. That's still pretty quick. Oh, yeah. It was phenomenally quick. And it was just me and one other gentleman at least doing the cleanup in the ERP and most of the manipulating of the actual interface. Now, we also had a great marketing team that outlined for us their expectations. Here's where we want blogs. This is how we want the screen to look and how we want it customized. And to that effect, there was nothing in Sauna that you literally couldn't make happen right? because of the flexibility within the user interface and the GUI that you use online. Yeah, the facial designer they were having you using, right? I think the, the part. Yeah, no, it is very user-friendly, easy to use, easy to implement, easy to understand, and easy to teach. And I guess that probably is just as important because you are going to have people from your marketing group that are doing updates. You're going to have some folks needing to talk about certain cells. And so all of that interfacing was uniquely easy. We have talked in other episodes also about nowadays small or big companies, but you are a relatively big company also now, uh, or Southwest was a relatively big company with a number two player in the US for that type of services and products. But the brand image is getting more and more important also for B2B companies. You know, there are still so many, I always say ugly B2B sites out there. Because there's simply just no time or budget or the people do not know how to start or where to start. But there are, you know, easy ways, easy tools, easy services also to, you know, to do a little bit of design work. But yeah, we actually decided to build a visual designer and so that everybody can do the thing there. Because yeah, in B2B, it's also, yeah, it's your first visit or image that people are getting online. And that should be good to be considered as a professional organization. So yeah, awesome to hear. Yeah, my experience has been usually a company similar to the Southwest Automate will often go in, have a website designed, and it's a one size fits all for the next five years. And you're putting, you know, patchwork on it through that time frame. And the reality is it's not the world we live in anymore. That might have been the early 2000s. But as we continue to learn how to be flexible in this day and age, you've got to have a tool that is flexible with you. You need to make changes every day, right? Yeah, at least. Yeah. So that's a nice bridge to the next question. And yeah, but you're already running more or less at the end already. We're talking already for a while. But yeah, how much, if you're now live and how much time was actually required from you to maintain the B2B shop or the store after it was launched? The launch happened just after I left. I can't speak a great deal of that, but the beta testing happened while I was there or at least the intro version of the beta testing happened while I was there. The reality is it's a flip of a switch. Once you have it tested well enough and you're, the, you know, the real thing that I loved about Sauna is it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. And Sauna in itself is a perfect tool. So don't take that away as what I'm saying. What I'm saying is your ERP, your, your system's internal customer of Sonnet does not have to be perfect. That's a living, breathing animal, and it's going to be changing daily. And so don't try and 
find the perfect, right? Let good and great be enough while you try and find the perfect because your customer will be okay with that, right? As long as you're hitting on the main notes and Sana makes that absolutely possible because all of that information is already in your ERP. And for the little bit of stuff, like we didn't have any customized pricing for our customers built up in the ERP. We were for a great deal of time really missing out on one of the best resources within our own ERP. But as soon as we took that part live, everyone outside sales, inside sales, accounting, even they all saw the reality is we're having to do less returns because people are getting the correct pricing day one. Like customer knows what his pricing is supposed to be, but he often won't see it or she won't often see it until they get the invoice. And now they're calling back saying, hey, my price was this. Why isn't it? And so as we integrated that into the ERP, we didn't have to integrate that into Sauna. That functionality was already there, right? It picked it up. And so when customer A logs in, he or she may see his pricing or her pricing. When customer B logs in, they're going to see their pricing unique to them. And really in this industry, the only reason that there is unique pricing is that you are very likely loyal to one or two vendors, Mr. Customer. And so we want to make sure that we get to the best possible pricing within those one or two vendors, because that helps us with our buying power. We want to help you with your buying power. But knowing that and being able to tell our sales guys, look, when they call, they will no longer say, hey, is this my pricing? They can be guaranteed that, yes, it's your pricing. Your only answer to them has to be, hey, look, we sent an email blast out that this price from this vendor was going to increase. I'm sorry if you missed that or got overlooked. However, that is now your current best price. And, you know, and, and that's a conversation that I think is a lot easier to have than, oh, sorry, we weren't trying to screw you over, Mr. Customer. We missed it. One of the inside sales guys didn't apply your discount. Let me fix it. Well, that stuff is eliminated. It started at the ERP. It ended in the website, though, because Sonic Commerce, those connections are already made. And that was one of the most fun things to be able to demonstrate because then those guys don't, you know, they're no longer worrying. It's essentially to our outside sales guys, like having a secretary, like a digital secretary doing all of that for them already. And that was priceless. Awesome. Awesome. Great story, by the way, that was about, you know, the less returns. That is an example. I think I didn't hear that much, but it's interesting because yeah, it makes total sense, right? That if you, you're not always checking the final price or you're checking the invoice at the end and say, Hey, did I order this? Right. That is, yeah. that is then maybe a moment of truth again, if you need to pay it. And if you then see the pricing different and then you start returning. Yeah. That's of course very damaging for your business. So if you can avoid that, that is a huge benefit for everything. Wow. Awesome. It doesn't get better than this. Thanks for sharing all those great stories. Really, time's flying, Jeremy, if you're having fun. So, but maybe to conclude, what would be your tips for IT leaders that want to start with B2B e-commerce or are already on a platform but struggling with the things you mentioned today? You know, don't get the pricing right or have a lot of troubles with returns or just a lot of maintenance time? Yeah, so I think more and more, the pricing of the tool that you're utilizing is coming into play more often now for IT management, right? They're being brought into the mix and say, here's basically your budget, make it happen. And what I want to make clear is that Sana is a very affordable tool, especially when you start to understand how much of the work it's doing for you and what it's going to take off of you. And it's really like having another employee that's working for you. 
And that's something that I wouldn't say about any other tool that I've seen or been able to utilize up until this point in my career. So yes, that certainly, you know, especially as everybody's thinking about budgets, as we've come into these unique economies. However, you're going to have less returns. You're going to have a better understanding of your inventory, which is huge because right now everybody is trying to keep the lowest amount of inventory while also meeting the highest amount of demand. And those two things are very hard to do. Right? Those are hard buckets to maintain. Sauna gives you tools to help you with that as well. And just the ability to interface and put a product in front of your customer. And now the product that I'm talking about is the product of your company via the website. That product is highly important. People don't delay long on terrible websites, right? They move off. The, the analytics are quite clear. If your website is hard to navigate, they're not going to stick around to try and figure it out. And Sana is, is a tool that helps make sure and they have a, they have the analytics in the back end of it, similar to Google Analytics, but deeper to the unique individual customer. And that is priceless. You want to see where your customers fell off. You want to be able to keep data. You want to have those metrics. Sauna has all of that for you. And at the end of the day, your customers are going to have a better experience. You're going to have faster order ratios, right? People are going to truly be able to navigate through, find what they need, and then they're not calling into your location to figure out if you have it, when will you have it. A lot of that information is already right there in the front end. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, great tips at the end of this episode. Yeah, Jeremy, I really want to thank you. This was an awesome episode, I think. I learned a lot. A lot of new things have been shared. Southwest is a great company and a great customer. And you're also now moving to new places. So I wish all your success there. And hopefully speak to you again then in your further career as an IT leader. And then we will see indeed. So have a nice day. And yeah, see you the next time. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Arno. I appreciate it. Bye, sir. Bye-bye.